Hey everyone, Michelle Seidling here with another episode of Military Transition Wellness, the podcast dedicated exclusively to those transitioning for military service. Today we're talking about finding your purpose and your passion and your direction in life after the military. Here to help us do that is Jim Hughes, the fabulous, amazing Jim Hughes, ready to transform your experience. Welcome to the podcast, Jim. This podcast is available on multiple platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to be informed as new episodes become available. If you enjoyed today's episode or any of our episodes, please rate and review the podcast on your favorite platform. As always, check out our website at foodexperienceunplugged.com for some resources as you begin your health journey. Thank you very much, Michelle. Delighted to be here. Wow, fantastic to have you here. Will you take a moment to introduce yourself and what brought you to this point in your life and why the direction that that you've chosen? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Jim Hughes, uh, founder of a, of a coaching and events business called Untamed. Uh, currently living in the in the UK, the southwest of the UK. Um, first time I've been settled in quite a long time in my uh, in my adult life, but uh, it's been a really interesting journey of traveling around the world. As I was saying, living in Northern, uh, living in Western Canada for a few years in my twenties, and Western Australia for a few years in my twenties, and then living nomadically around the world for the previous three years up until 2020. And throughout all of that journey, I suppose where I am now is, is helping people become more aligned with who they truly are. And Untamed, that's 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 what we're so desperate to do: is helping people live their their live to their fullest potential and become aligned. And when I say aligned, I mean living in accordance with their true gifts, not muting their personality, connecting with their their true self, not a learned self, not the fearful self, understanding what their inspirations are, understanding their fears, understanding uh, their who they want to serve, how they want to serve and who they want to be, and then helping them make the decisions to actually bring those, you know, who they truly are and how they're living in alignment. Because when we're out of alignment, that's when we that's when we're most stressed. I mean, if you if you can think of the wheel of a car, if you point one of those wheels in a car in the wrong direction, and you still try and go forward, there's so much extra tension on that wheel and on all the other adjoining components. There's extra noise, there's extra stress, you burn more fuel, it's harder to steer. And our life is exactly the same. And having lived that way for a few years when I was in Australia, I know the cost. I, I, I ultimately ended up running an engineering business. Just, I'm not qualified in engineering. I have no interest in it. But it was such an exciting journey early on of growth and thriving in chaos and uncertainty um, that it, it it hid the fact that I was really misaligned, that it was the wrong industry for me, that it was a, it was the, it was a role that didn't mute my personality, that muted my personality, sorry, it didn't leverage my gifts. And it was only until after a while I realized how costly that was on my level of, of health and uh, my level of stress and my performance and my relationships and everything. So ever since that moment, it's been, okay, life is way too short to live like this. You can have, have your cake and eat it too. And how can I help people make that journey? Wow, that is amazing. So that engineering uh, stint, if you will, um, was that early on right after uh, university or or was it more, where did that fall in in your whole life lineup, so to speak? <laughs> uh, yeah, I finished uni when I was 21 and I was like, right, I've just spent three years partying, drinking, not studying very hard. Um, it's time for a bit of me time. So I wasn't ready for adult life just yet. So I was, that's when I moved to Western Canada, and it was just it was uh, five years of of adventure, 
road trips, ski instructing. Um, I trained up as a plumber and was just thrown in the deep end on that front. And it was just, it was five years of fun and adventure, essentially. Um, and then towards the end of my time over in Whistler, my liver couldn't really handle anymore. My wallet couldn't handle anymore. I'd broken a few bones. I was like, okay, kind of enough, <laughs> enough is enough. So I wanted to, I realized I needed to be, or I thought I needed to become a bit more of an adult. So that's when I moved over to Australia. And I was I was really keen on being sponsored over there. I didn't just want to do a year um, and then work in a bar or anything like that. I wanted to make a, a proper fist of it. And I ended up with this opportunity to uh, to be sponsored by a company, but it involved. And this is a very long story. So I don't know how long your, your podcast is. I won't go into the full detail, but a high level is I was given the opportunity that involved me pretending to be an electrical engineer for eight months where the person who hired me he sent me into his client's office on secondment with a with a completely fabricated resume that said i had a degree in electrical engineering and four years work experience (laughs) and i had to kind of blag this job for i ended up doing that job for eight months but from there i came back to the head office i ended up running that that company and that was it it was exciting but it's also extremely difficult and and hard work and, and very stressful so that was probably how old was i when i probably started running that business Let's call it 20, 27, 28, something like that. My first kind of proper job. Um, bit of a deep end dive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, after that deep dive, how did you, I guess, come up, <laughs> come up uh, to, to breathe some air and really find, find your alignment as you described it? It, it was a very long journey. It, it's, it'll be much easier and more conducive to good marketing and podcasting if there's just like one moment where I was like aha I have it now this is my new path but they're the stories we read about and that's what people think that our passion just lands on our lap but it's in most cases it involves a lot of a lot of hard work and self-discovery so there came a point where enough was enough for me where the life I was living at the moment was too costly um, and it was impacting me too much and I needed to change what that change looked like I wasn't yet sure so all I did was just start investigating basically start learning about me who I was, what I'm inspired by, what my strengths were, the kind of business. I knew I wanted to run my own business. I knew I wanted to be entrepreneurial in some way, but it, it just, where did that, you know, where does that start? And if you can think of it, the way I describe it is like, if you're imagining a, a boat in the middle of the ocean, you've got no coastline to orient yourself. And a lot of people are just sort of sailing along, but they're not entirely sure why they're going in a certain direction. What's at the end of that point. So at the beginning of that journey, I've got 360 degrees potential routes I could take. So you just do the big low-hanging fruit first. Well, okay, well, it's actually it's entrepreneurialism I want to do. Right, well, that rules out, you know, 310 degrees of options. So I'm only left with 50 degrees worth of, of you know, angle to aim for. And the more clarity you get, the more clarity I got. Okay, well, it needs to have variety. It needs to have, it needs to be involved with people. I want to, I want to be helping people. Um, I love the psychology element, understanding people's emotions. I love the business element too. It has to be flexible. When you start layering on those those pieces of information or those clarity, you just start ruling out options, and it gets narrower and narrower. Um, and that's that's ultimately the journey I went on. And it took me. It's never ending, of course, but it but the main the main gist of it was about eighteen months, and it was what. 20 30 000 pounds worth of of self-development it, I, was, I flew across the world to attend different events i trained up in certain psychological tooling and i read countless books attended loads of seminars and, and retreats and, and all in the name of figuring my next my next path my next chapter okay now is this untamed um journey or uh, this uh, this adventure here is this the result of all of that introspection and pondering and so forth 
yes, ultimately, yes. I realized there was one moment when I actually attended a, uh, it was a weekend accelerator program in, in Bali. So I flew from Western Australia to Bali, which is not too far away. And there was, I, that was my, probably my, my single biggest epiphany, uh, you know, aha moment. From that, I created, I didn't create a business. I created the idea of a business, <laughs> you know, the, the logo and the name and all the easy stuff that involved getting people together at events and connecting entrepreneurs with with investments but the, the nature of those events was having fun not taking itself too seriously getting up to adventures and basically having a really good time so my main focus at that point was out was allowing me to be me and I, I like i don't take myself too seriously i want to have fun i want to be helping people but but not not being too stuffy or stifling with it and that's so that was the basis long story short that ended up being a miss a slightly misaligned idea it wasn't quite right for me at the time it was too big it wasn't quite inspiring enough so i so after a series of more clarity the coaching business that is now untamed spawned it's gone through a couple of guises it started with business coaching and then it moved to the more personal stuff um and it like i said it's a never-ending journey of, of iterations but yes that journey is ultimately is what's led me to where i am now mm, fantastic now on the flip side as you're paying it forward how are you helping people to to find that alignment and that purpose that you've gone through after after a many years and and different uh angst so to speak <laughs> it's yeah well it's taken it's taken lots of different iterations in terms of how i help people the kind of the, the tools i give people or the, the 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 questions i ask but ultimately it boils down to self-awareness the more the more somebody can understand who they truly are and I'm, I, I will repeat this i've said it already a couple of times but i will say it again if you can understand who you truly are not the learned self not the not the side of you who you think you should be based on the fact that you're trained in it not the side of you that thinks you should pursue a path because especially with military transition you know having worked with a lot of veterans you know not the side of you that feels like you should go into finance and work for um morgan morgan uh, jp morgan chase or morgan stanley or whoever it is straight after the military not that side of you because you the side that feels you should because other people do it but the the real authentic you and that comes through a lot of deep work, group work, one-on-one work, where we're, we're looking at people's um, past, we're looking at their patterns, we're looking at their behavior. I, I focus a lot on language. You know, you can read a lot in this. And you know, I know you've got a psychological background, so you can read a lot in between the words that people are using that says so much about how they feel, how the assumptions they make, the, the, the place they feel like they have in the world. And just drilling down from the symptom that they, that they present at the beginning of the work to the actual cause. Okay. And that drilling process, what does that, what does that look like when really, when, when the rubber meets the road, what does that look like in terms of, of how they, how they start doing something like that? It, it varies depending on, on the person. I'm not, I, I don't, I don't follow a prescriptive formula as to how my coaching sessions go. So I, I, I couldn't kind of guide you through why we do step one, and then we do step two, then we do step three. It really does depend on the conversation, but, but ultimately if you were to, if you were to kind of, put some structure behind it it's the first the first journey is understanding okay where are you now where on the map are you because if you're getting on a journey a map is useful and for a map you need two things not just know where you're going but you also need to know where you are so let's get a let's get a clear vision of what you're currently challenged by how is how are your challenges manifesting themselves are you frustrated are you exhausted are you anxious are you depressed are you um are you happy you just want to optimize um if you are burnt out, where do you feel like that burnout comes from? Let's let analyze that. And of course, they will present 
their current situation. They will present what they believe to be the cause. Well, I might have burnt out because um, I'm an entrepreneur and I work uh, 15 hours a day and my clients demand so much. I mean, I had this conversation literally today. Um, I'm burnt out because my clients are too demanding. Right. Okay. They believe that's the cause, but in fact, that's the symptom. What is what is leading to that situation existing? What what are you doing as a client, you know, talking to my client? What are you creating? What beliefs are you holding and assumptions are you making that is perpetuating that story? Because you are creating that. That's not your client, that's you. You're allowing that to happen. And the conversation I had today, if you were to boil it right down, was that they've always been they've always been uh, taught, trained, grown up believing that if you need if you're gonna have any fun, you need to earn it. And letting people down is the is a cardinal sin. So sure enough, she has this narrative which she's had from the age of seven years old about letting people down, about working hard and earning your crust so that now she can't take a holiday without taking her laptop and without responding to clients. Mm. That's not a client problem. That's not a time blocking problem. That is a narrative. That is a belief. Mm. And, it, and these things can perpetuate in people. And as I said to this, to this woman, your ego loves the idea that you are so, so important that you can't leave your clients for a week. It wants you to believe that, but ultimately, that's just that's just a it's a self fulfilling prophecy. So that's just a, an example of the kind of work that we do, where we're drilling down and saying, right, okay, it's actually it's actually my beliefs and my stories and, and the meaning I assign certain behaviours that are creating my current situation. How can we then establish whether they serve you or not? Whether you want to maintain some of those and ditch a few others, and if so, if you're going to ditch them, what more positive, more self serving narratives can we replace those with? Mm, I love it. I just, I love the fact that, you know, people come to you saying, hey, this is what I think the problem is. But when you drill down, when you have those, those crucial conversations, you get down to, okay, here's the real root cause of what ails you. And then going, going forward from there. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Now, are you seeing, that was just one example that you mentioned, but is there really a gamut of experiences? So do some people come to you totally burned out about whatever ails them versus maybe someone's going to come with more of a purpose already and then they just need a little bit of, you know, a, a small adjustment per se? There, there is a, there is a, a fairly, well, not a broad range, I'd say. I mean, it's already fairly niche, the topic, but there is a broader range, but generally speaking, if I could if I could pigeonhole the the main scenario I face is, or the main sort of challenges I face when I'm speaking to a client is they are at a transition point in their life, be it, be it from a military career to a post-military career, um, be it from one business to another business, be it from a, a, a pro sports world to a to a, 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 a post pro sports life, and the people who are who I generally work with are the people who are the high performers and by high performing i don't just mean the outcomes the outputs have been have been to a high level i mean they have an insatiable appetite for growth they're never satisfied they can't settle they always want more which in lots of cases is is brilliant and it contributes to their success but it's also it's a double-edged sword because it's that that same energy is what has gotten to gotten them to the point of being burnt out and i'll explain why go back to the car analogy if one wheel is pointing out out of alignment with the rest of them the people I work with, and I and I consider myself in the past one of these people that, if in doubt, we push that accelerator down harder. It's like, right, something's not working here. The car's juddering about. It's slowing down. I'm finding it hard to steer. I know what I'll do. I'll try harder. Same in life. Right. I feel like I'm. I mean, they don't even say it this consciously. Something's not right. 
Um, I'm not either. I'm not earning enough money. I'm not satisfied. I can't rest. My relationships are suffering. Um, I know what I'll do. I'm going to work harder. I'll double down. I'll try and get more clients. I'll try and do more of this and more of that. And that same energy is is what got them into the situation and is not the energy they need to get out. Mm. So the the people I'm working with typically it's 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 a burnout. It's a it's a, an exhaustion somewhere on that spectrum. And it's about the work that we do is typically around okay, let's let's talk about slowing down. Let's understand where the drivers come from and confirm whether or not you want to continue on this path of burnout. And if not, what the alternative looks like. And it's usually just about connecting. I mean, that, that, that drive, in lots of cases, it comes from a place of love and a desire to achieve more. But ultimately, uh, to a large extent, that drive is coming from a place of fear. Mm. If I stop driving, I will be left behind. If I stop pushing, I will fail. If I stop pushing, I will be judged. If I stop pushing, I will, won't succeed. I won't be able to provide for my family. Insert, insert the blank. But in most cases, it's coming from that place of fear. And if the intention is to avoid a pain or to or to alleviate a fear, then the the destination of that action is is never is never a positive one. Certainly not in the main. Okay, so people are doing this, thinking, okay, I've got to just do more. When in fact, they just need to step back and do less. They need to step back and they need to be comfortable with slowing down. And and I use the words masculine and feminine energy, and I know that will put some people off, but the masculine energy of like, right, I need a, I, I have a challenge. I, I need to find a solution. I need to get from point A to point B and as quickly as possible. Men, men, the masculine, not just men, but the masculine energy is all about making that problem go away or, or shrinking it and being direct. And that's a very achieving energy. It's a very push energy. It's a very like, there's a lot of, force behind it and it's incredibly useful we need to have that energy but a lot of the time it's men and women i'm working with that have probably an abundance of that and, a, and, a, and maybe are lacking the, the feminine energy which is more fluid which is more okay with saying hey i don't know which is more okay with just saying well let's just try it and kind of see where it goes um it's a, this is an exploration this is i'm an invitation and i don't need to know the answer and we should all, man and woman, we should all have a balance of the two. That they're absolutely essential because when we're in that masculine energy, we're not as creative. We haven't got time to connect as much. And if you stay in that position for too long or that energy for too long, it's just it's knackering, <laughs> to put it bluntly. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Now, with that, what are some questions that people should be considering as they're transitioning out of the military as far as starting starting on that journey to find your purpose to find what what your alignment is so to speak i'm i'm so glad you framed it that way because i the, the we just ran an, an, an untamed event last week and the whole basis of the coaching content of that event was about helping people find the right questions not finding the answers. Einstein says, if you give me an hour to find a problem or whatever, or so to, to, if you give me an answer to solve, sorry, if you give me an hour to solve a problem, I'll spend the first 55 minutes of that looking for the right question and only five minutes of that finding the answer. So I'm glad you framed it. Like what are the questions people can ask? Because that's ultimately what's so important. Our brains are like a Google search and the quality of our answers will be determined by the quality of the question. So if we come out, if someone leaves the military and their question, and most of the time this will be a subconscious thing, not a conscious thing. If their question is, how can I create as much certainty in my life as I can to, to maintain the paycheck that I was on so I can still provide for my family? The answers that they get back will be dependent on that question. So they will the answer they get back will be, okay, well, here's a job in a financial sector. You might not love it, but at least you got a steady paycheck. 
but because in their question they haven't sought to be fulfilled or they haven't sought to be inspired or they haven't sought to be energized by what they're doing the chances of them finding something that does that are very slim so my question if they could only ask one question of themselves it's like what how can i be my most authentic self or what path will allow me to be my most authentic self and i know for most people for a lot of people that's going to sound massively vague very unhelpful and probably quite woo woo but just sit with that for a sec if if you are authentic and you can show up to your work whether it's your own business or working in uh, in a job and you can be all of you and again i mean the real you not the learned you um that is ulti- that's ultimately sh- sh- i believe should be everybody's goal because when you are in that state that's when you are at your most energized that's when you're most successful that is when you will also earn the most it's when you'll have the biggest the best connections and the best connection with yourself so always find which which of these paths will allow me to be my most authentic self and just be really really honest with it, with yourself when you go through these questions and say well what what is my intention and this is a big word intention what is my intention for going down this particular path let's say they get two options one option is like a startup and the, and it's a bit vague it's a bit new the company's only a year old the pay is okay but it might not be as much as they're on you know let's say they're a captain or you know uh, a, a major or even doesn't matter charge major doesn't matter the pay isn't as good it's a bit vague i don't know the exact direction of the company because the start the founders don't either but kind of feels quite exciting and maybe a bit chaotic I get a bit more freedom i get to create more i get to drive the strategy and then you've got this other option which is it's working and i'm I'm, i know it sounds like i'm bashing the financial sector but you have no idea how many veterans i've spoken to who've come to me because they've left the military gone into the financial sector as a knee-jerk reaction and then come to me (laughs) because they've realized they took they took that job for the wrong reason in britain and in the uk so i'm I'm using that as an example I, i don't have anything against the financial sector it's only if it's aligned with you so let's say the second option in that scenario is a job at one of the big firms and the paycheck is 30% more than they're on and the hours are, the hours are solid. The, the contract is, is a five-year contract. So in their mind, that's five years worth of security, which it isn't, by the way. Um, the, you, get your, you get your medical, you get your holidays, you get all this stuff. And there's more certainty that you can take home to your family, be it your husband or your wife, and say, look, this is what I can provide for us. If the intention, and you know, you're wrestling those two options, if the intention is just for security to, because you're afraid of, of missing out, you're afraid of failure, if the intention is to avoid that happening, you're probably going to pursue the path that's least authentic to you. And then you're going to get that job. The pay will become very boring very quickly because psychologically pay is a terrible incentive because you get used to it within weeks. And then it becomes about, okay, I'm not fulfilled here. This is boring. This is X, Y, and Z. Now, that I've oversimplified because you can have the pay and the security and everything and the excitement fulfillment as well. But the, And I don't want to ever suggest that somebody can't have that have that blend. But I'm using that as an example of two kind of ex- sort of extremes of options that people are presented with that, 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 uh, that I've seen many times. So the question they should be asking is, what's, what's the intention behind this decision? Okay. And then having the courage to say, okay, maybe the intention is, well, a little more uncertainty. Maybe I want to go in that direction. Or on the flip side, maybe maybe that is my intention to to go with the financial sector and have those those things that that, exactly. that you described. Yeah, courage, trust are absolutely essential, and awareness. So let's say you've got those two options, and you go, you know what? 
I'm actually going to go down the financial secure, potentially boring misaligned route, but I'm going to do it with my eyes wide open. I'm going to do it consciously and I'm going to do it for a, a, a purposeful period of time. I'm going to try it with my eyes wide open. Do I like it? Is the money all it's cracked up to me? Am I missing something? Am I going to fall in love with it? And then know that whilst you're doing that, because you're conscious and you're aware, you've got those data points to then make a decision after that. And on the flip side, having the trust to go, right, I'm going to go down the, the less secure route, but it's going to be a bit exciting. But I trust myself that, and my husband and my wife and my family and what have you. I trust myself, I trust our relationship, and I trust as, as a family unit that no matter what happens, we're going to be okay. Whether this doesn't work out to be the best thing ever, it doesn't matter. We will be okay. So there's there's trust and there's there's awareness playing in both sides of that. That it, it's absolutely essential, in my opinion. Mm, yes, and from a wellness perspective, having that solid relationship with your spouse to begin with to say, okay, hey, I here's what I really think we should do. I want to kind of go into that uncertainty and having yeah. that confidence that okay, are we going to be okay? Are we going to be able to put food on the table, etc.? Oh, that's yeah. that's that's really really crucial. So true. The the the, the, the relationships are. I've spoken to so many people and unfortunately one of the biggest determining factors whether a coaching client succeeds in the growth journey that they're on with on with me is is their other half. If their other half isn't on the journey with them because of their own their own decisions or indecisions or the or their the other half themselves, if they're fighting gravity all the time, if they're not on that journey together, then the chances of of, of pursuing that authentic path are so much are so much um, more reduced. So for anyone out there, bring your other half or if or if partner, spouse, doesn't matter, bring whoever's close to you in on that journey. Share your fears, share your desires. Be br brutally honest with yourself, like connect underneath, like get rid of the head. The, the head will tell you what you feel like it wants. It wants the big paycheck, but ultimately underneath that, does it want that? And then share that and say, look, I, th I think this is what I want, but I my fears are I'm going to let you down. My fears are I'm not going to be enough. I'm going to be found out as an imposter, what have you. It's amazing the amount of time people make decisions based on assumptions of what their partner will put up with or will be afraid of, but they don't even have that conversation in the first place. Then they pursue this path because they say, oh, no, no, I've got to provide for, let's say it's my wife. I've got to provide for my wife, my kids. Yeah, no, she really needs this money. and She really wants me to do this. And that's an assumption. They never even had that conversation. And ultimately, when it gets so stressful, they have to have that conversation because they're about to flip. My wife goes, no, honey, I want you to do what I, you do you. I want you to be happy. That's most important. That's what Oh my God. And I had this at an event last week. The, the, the husband had never even communicated his challenges with her. He'd just taken on that burden of being the, the protector, the provider. There's ego involved in that as well. There's a lot of like, hey, look at me. I can deal with this. He, he couldn't and he shouldn't have had to deal with it by himself. He was carrying so many assumptions without communicating with her. So yes, to, <laughs> to come full circle, very long-winded way of saying yes, bring other people on that journey and be honest with them. And, and you'll be amazed. I, I, I imagine you'll be amazed by... Um, by the connection that creates. Mm, okay. Now, from a wellness perspective, are there any other aspects of wellness that that stand out to you as as people go on this journey of finding their alignment and, and really understanding themselves, so that to to move forward out of the military with with a little more confidence? Well, obviously, the work I'm dealing with is predominantly around mental health, and when you're stressed, you know, you lose creativity. You, you don't make the best decisions. You see obstacles instead of opportunities. You become more fearful. We react poorly to things. So that's just one side. But wellness across the board, whether it's your sleep, whether it's your diet, whether it's your exercise, whether it's your relationships, and I, I'd, I'd say probably the latter 
above all of the others, I would say. And I'm sure you, <laughs> based on the, the basis of your business, might disagree. But all of them are so critical. If you are to live a life of alignment, if you are to be to reach your true potential, if you are to truly connect with yourself, have amazing relationships, be happy, um, and be purposeful, you've got to you've got to stack the deck in your favor. And if you're if you're trying to be those things, but your your health is where you want it to be, you're not sleeping because you're not because you're too stressed. Um, you can't go on holiday because you're afraid of what that might do to your business or your or your career. And you're keeping things to yourself because you're afraid of showing up authentically and vulnerably to your loved ones, then your chances of success are so unbelievably slim. So sleep, like get get proper sleep. And I'm sure the people on your your listeners will know this by now from, from people better qualified to talk about this than me. But I heard that it's not um what what did I hear? It was, it was basically along the lines of we. It's not that we expose ourselves to too much stress. It's that we ex- we don't give ourselves enough recovery time in between stressful events. Mm-hmm. Now I don't advocate surrounding your life with too much stress. Certainly not the bad stress. The the kind of the the, the niggling undercurrents of stress like that's never good. Stressing your body in like cold water therapy, for example, is very good. But give yourself the rest in between those times. Give eat healthily like eat get get your nutrients get your get your energy levels up because when your energy levels are up your confidence is up and you can see those obstacles become opportunities and that is a virtuous cycle because you start to reinforce you start to achieve what you want to do you start to make the steps that you want to make and then it reinforces itself okay yeah i've got this i've got this and it just and it just continues i love that just really really not putting your body through the ringer, not putting your relationships through the ringer or any any other aspect of your life. Absolutely. And and to go back to the relationship point, I think there's been quite a few studies. I think Harvard was the biggest study that said the biggest determining factor in, in, in uh, lifespan was the quality of relationships. It was more so than obesity, more so than whether you smoked, more so than whether you, whether you drank. It was whether you had quality relationships into your, into your older age. It's been it's it's been proven so much, but obviously we're either waiting until old age to, to get some good relationships. Start them now, and you'll realize how in, incredibly valuable they are. Not just from a wellness perspective in terms of having people to talk to, but having people who connect with who you truly are and who support you on your journey. Not people who are trying to hold you back because they're afraid of who you can become. Mm. There's so much value in that. If you're to if you're to do take one step. To achieve what you want to achieve it's surround yourself with who you believe to be the right people people who support you people who share your values people who want to who want to help you on that journey they're the, they're the role models there that you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with so i can't over, overstate enough the importance of the importance of your relationships fantastic now as we wrap up any words of wisdom or really takeaways that that stand out to you as people transition from the military and, and try to find that alignment beyond what i've already said I, i'd probably just sum up what i've already said and say take take pause and get clear on on who you truly are and i suppose one i can give you give your listeners an exercise to do uh, it's a really cool exercise and it involves discovering what your flow state um looks like and flow you may have heard of it or your listeners may have heard of it it's like being in the zone when you're in a state of flow it's when you're truly connected with what you're doing when you're completely consumed by this task or activity when you're challenged just to the right amount that it's stimulating not too much that it's challenge it's frustrating or not too little that it's boring it's often it's very subconscious it just feels natural you know you hear athletes talk about being in the zone all the time 
And when, and crucially, when you're in the in flow, you have more energy at the end of that activity than you did at the beginning. And flow can take, it can last for a few seconds, it can last for a few hours or days. And if you can uncover what your flow states have been in your life up to now. So I say, come up with three to five examples, more the more the better of when you're in flow. Think of moments when you were, uh, like a, a broad cross section of examples. So at home, at work, in sports, with your friends, when you were alone, when you're outdoors, when you're indoors, try and come up with a, with a broad spectrum and break them down into who we, who were you with? What were you doing? What was your role? And what was the outcome? And if you can, if you can break them down to those component parts, there's such a data rich moment in time that you can start to pull all the data from and start to pull, you know, start to create a picture. So you might learn from that experience. Wow. Okay. For me to be truly in flow, well, it was, it was when I was in operations in, in, in Afghanistan, what was I doing? Well, it was when I was leading a team and it, the communication just felt right we know we, we weren't overthinking it it was just automatic and i was the leader of that uh, and i'd been involved in the strategy and the outcome was a clearly defined tangible outcome where we all achieved our end up our objective right okay so it's you, you want to be in a team you want to have clear clear defined goals and you want to be the leader like that's that there's some examples of when you're in flow and, and you can start to paint a picture of what that might look like so if, if they're to do like one exercise i would say do that and i would say that whatever it is you feel you want to go for just check in with yourself what is the intention of this decision i'm about to make is it to avoid a fear is it to move away from pain or is it a towards decision am i moving towards something because i truly love it and i love that as well that's fantastic really just taking a step back thinking about where is yourself fantastic jim well jim how can people get in contact with you uh, on LinkedIn, uh, Jim Hughes, and then Untamed is my is my company. Uh, I've got a website, becomeuntamed.com. You can reach me through that on a, on a on a by subscribing to the newsletter or just the, the contact form through there. Um, they're probably the two easiest ways. I'm on Instagram, but I don't I don't sort of do the messaging much on that, so that's probably probably not the best way. Um, yeah, those those will be the two best ways. Okay, fantastic. We will include all of those things in the show notes. Jim, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for all that you're doing to help people be in alignment, be themselves, and really, really think things through as they prepare to, to exit the military. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure.